From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine is resuming his annual State of the State address after a two-year hiatus as he heads into a re-election year. The Republican governor said Tuesday that the speech is set for March 23rd in the Ohio House chamber. DeWine delivered his first and only State of the State address in 2019. He postponed, then canceled his March 2020 speech because it would have violated social distancing restrictions associated with the then-budding COVID-19 pandemic. The coronavirus also led DeWine to skip the speech last year. DeWine faces both primary and general election competition this year. After setting records for number of homicides in consecutive years, city leaders in Columbus are announcing new measures to help combat gun violence. Richard Solomon reports. We're declaring gun violence a public health crisis. Mayor Andrew Ginther announced the Columbus Alliance Against Illegal Guns. The goal is to stop illegal guns from coming into the city and flowing into others. It's made up of people in the community, faith leaders, city leaders, and medical professionals. The group will demand gun reform from state house and Congress and birth new programs. We don't grow or manufacture guns inside the city of Columbus, but they're rolling into our neighborhoods just as they are communities around America. Reporting in Columbus, Richard Solomon. A pair of GOP House lawmakers have provided testimony for a measure that would make any Ohio school child eligible for the state voucher program. Ohio's voucher program is currently targeted toward children enrolled in underperforming schools. The bill sponsored by Representatives Marilyn John, a Shelby Republican, and Reardon McLean, a Sandusky Republican, would allow any child to use vouchers to cover part of the cost of private school tuition or other education opportunities such as tutoring. The bill discussed yesterday would provide $5,500 per K-8 student and $7,500 per high school student. Democrats say the proposal amounts to defunding already challenged public schools. An Ohio lawmaker is asking other lawmakers to rethink how the legal system punishes our state's youth. Kevin Landers has more with the bill's sponsor, Representative Brian Stewart of Asheville. In Ohio, judges don't have the discretion to determine if a child should remain in juvenile detention or prison. It's what's called mandatory bindovers. If that judge determines that a child is better served in the juvenile system, our bill simply gives them the discretion to put them there. Representative Stewart says on a recent tour of Orient Prison, he was stunned at how many children were inside. He says it's time Ohio changes how judges determine which children are better suited for adult prison. As of today, we have a one-size-fits-all policy for the state, which takes away judges' discretion. Representative Stewart says his research found that children sent to adult prison are 34 percent more likely to reoffend, are five times more likely to be sexually assaulted, and because children are isolated in adult prison, they are 36 times more likely to die by suicide. I think when we're faced with statistics of that kind, uh, we have to look and say we can do better as a state. From the State House, Kevin Landers. A jury has been selected in the murder trial of a former Columbus area doctor accused of administering fatal painkiller doses to as many as 14 patients under his care. Bennett Haberly has the latest. 
A panel of seven women and five men will now hear the murder trial case against former Mount Carmel doctor William Usel. The judge in this case also chose to create six alternate positions because of the complexity of this case. Prosecutors have likened this case to euthanasia or mercy killings, alleging that Husel, who may have believed he was being compassionate with his patients, broke the law by ordering excessive doses of the painkiller fentanyl be given to those under his care. He faces 14 counts of murder for patients who died between the years of 2015 and 2018 inside the Franklin Municipal Courthouse, Bennett Haverly. A vigil was held last night in Toledo for a 10-year-old girl who was killed in a drive-by shooting while riding in a car on Saturday. Roxanne Elias has more. Everyone here banded together to remember Demaya Izel. Sweet, innocent, um, always loving, just love life. She was just riding in a car and her life snuffed out and she didn't have a chance. I want my mayor, I want my council people that we voted into office to understand where we're at. We're tired. They're calling out whoever pulled the trigger and praying someone speaks up and tells the truth. Roxanne Elias in Toledo. A police officer in East Cleveland has been placed on administrative leave after video shared on social media showed him kicking down a suspect who was already on the ground. More from Dave James. The officer was called to a restaurant for a report of a man behaving aggressively. A police report says the suspect was detained, but video posted to an Instagram account shows the man is on the ground on one knee while the officer points his taser at him, yelling at him to get face down on his stomach. Just as the man puts his hands behind his back, the officer comes up from behind and kicks him in the back, knocking him fully to the floor. The police department is investigating the incident. Dave James, I went in news. The courtship between two of America's largest theme park operators is officially over. Tracy Townsend explains. In a brief statement released last night, SeaWorld Entertainment confirmed that Sandusky-based Cedar Fair has rejected its takeover offer with a reported $3.4 billion. News of SeaWorld's apparent interest in buying Cedar Fair, which owns Cedar Point, Kings Island, and other parks around the country, first became public two weeks ago when Bloomberg detailed negotiations between the two sides. I'm Tracy Townsend. And inflation is making it tougher for some people to make ends meet. Clay Gordon reports that small expenses are a big area people should look at. I spoke with Jacob Channel, a senior economic analyst with LendingTree. One of the easiest things that you can do is to just create a budget. Make sure that you truly understand how much money you're bringing in each month and how much money you're spending. It can be really easy to lose track, especially if you do something that seems really small and innocuous every day. You might not realize how much it adds up. Channel says monitoring things like how much you spend on coffee fee could really save you money. Making small changes can set you up to make bigger financial decisions like buying a home. I'm Clay Gordon. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.